Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jason Rockman, and welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a weekly podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in all aspects of pop culture and from all aspects of pop culture about the most interesting things. Um, we really, really appreciate you being on this journey with us. And I just want to tell you right out of the gate, if you are enjoying the podcast, please like, subscribe, hit the uh, alert button, and it'll tell you when we have new uh, episodes that pop up. And uh, wherever you're listening, if you're streaming us, um, if you're audio-wise listening, if you're visually watching my my pudding right now, um, we appreciate you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I uh, want to bring in my co-host, Ryan Stick. Ryan, what's going on? I it's am <laughs> here. No, sorry. It took me a second to push the button. It's uh, all good. Dude, I'm having fun, man. This is great. Uh, another last week's episode was amazing, and yeah. uh, this week's episode's really good, too. Yeah, so, um, well, before we get too far into it, I want to thank our title sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Um, last week, all of you really commented on me having um, the open bottle of hot sauce, uh, the the honest approach to not just giving you the polished, finished retail look. I wanted to give you the real deal look, so here we go. Um, this is straight out of my fridge. I actually put some of these on my eggs this morning. I put some of this on my eggs this morning, so this is legit. Heartbeat Hot Sauce, the Scorpion. Check it out. If you'd like to try Heartbeat Hot Sauce and you've been listening to the podcast and going, I hear these guys every week going on about this great hot sauce out of Thunder Bay, California. Well, I can help make you that make that happen. Like here it is right here in the middle of your screen. Boom. Heartbeat hot sauce. This promo code Rockman 20 will get you 20% off of your entire order of heartbeat hot sauce. And you can use that code over and over again. It's not a one-time thing. That is your code to keep and to benefit from 20% off. Pass it to your friends. Tell them about the podcast and tell them about this incredible hot sauce out of Thunder Bay, Cal uh, Thunder Bay, California, Thunder Bay, Canada. My God, Thunder Bay, California. Mm. That's like the best of both worlds. Small that's town. Funny. Yeah, that's an amalgam of places. <laughs> Thunder. That's like when an alien doesn't do their research. <laughs> They're like, hey, attack Washington, we, Australia. We will invade Washington, Australia, and then we are <laughs> taking Thunder Bay, California. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, thanks to uh, Studio House Designs as well. We're still loving these new uh, these new shirts. Ryan is you're you're rocking a Reanimator. I love that. Yeah, I'm, ro I'm rocking a classic because I was so thrilled when I found this because when I first got involved with Studio House through mm -hmm. you, of course. I was uh, kind of bummed that uh, they were all sold out of their uh, uh, of their reanimator shirts, and then lo and behold, uh, one of those sales, yep. boom! I saw this and I snatched it up. These go quickly because yep. people have a they have a fever for more for more studio house. They got a fever uh, for a more terrible cowboy. walking. You you could do a walking, right? Can't you? <laughs> well, I've been known in the past to uh, dabble, you know, but not very often. It's a very tricky one to do. But uh, <laughs> I will have to kill you. But first, I'll wear my shirt and dabble yeah, some hot sauce on the eggs. Studio House Designs. <laughs> it's horrible. They like it's, it. Dude, you I, get the hot sauce, too. Uh, so thank you to Studio House Designs. I don't know how that whole <laughs> tangent went, but uh, great shirts. <laughs> they, they're they very comfortable, and they'll make you impersonate Christopher Walken very, very well. Um, very, very badly, but you'll yeah, look good doing it. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of yeah. looking good, um, mm. God, I wish I was young again. Um, because I look at this kid and, um, not only is he um, a great looking kid, but he's got so much talent and I'm just, I'm so excited to see where he's going to go. So I didn't even tell you who our guest is this week. Um, mm. but this week we are talking to a guy named Noah Wyland. Now you're saying to yourself, who's Noah Wyland, right? Well, Noah is an up and coming singer, um, up and coming musician that 
he's very, very talented. And what was exciting about talking to him is that we're talking to him really early on in his career. And I love talking to people at the beginning. You know, as you know, Ryan, I'm someone who there's nothing that makes me happier than discovering new talent and seeing them grow. That it's the best feeling in the world to, to, to see somebody and say, you know, I knew when I first saw them or heard them that they were going to do great. And that, that's a great feeling. It's like when I first met you, we, we, I don't know, we oh. met like what, almost 10 years ago. And I remember Sorry, going. Sorry, I stopped growing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I refer to you always. I'm like, yeah, Ryan, he's a great kid. And people are like, the guy's almost 40. He's like, not a kid anymore. But in in my mind. You're the we, first person to ever refer to me as almost 40, yet you're unfailingly correct. Well, well that's it. So to me, yeah. you're always going to be a kid, right? But mm. when I first met you and I first started working with you, I remember you had a, I was like, this guy's talented. And to see you go where you're, you've gone in the last few years. Those are the kind of things that make me happy, you know? And I think if you're on earth and you've got any kind of influence, you've got any kind of um, foresight, you should try to give some of that to other people and at least try to open some doors for them. And having said all that, giving Noah a platform today brings me great joy because I do believe that he's, he's got a lot to offer the world. And I think he's going to, he's going to, he's going to hit and he's got a great, you're going to see when we chat. I mean, this kid is um, a really talented singer. What I love about him is that he doesn't read music. He doesn't write music. He doesn't play any instruments. He's an ear guy like me. And that's why I relate to him because I made music for years, wrote songs for years, and I couldn't play an instrument if you paid me, but I know melody and I know where to place that. And I think sometimes when you're a musician, um, you might not think you're a musician, but you are. You're just a different type of musician. And I think any band needs somebody in there that has that outside perspective. You know, like you know when you know the instruction manual really well, but you not you might not know that the only way to get that machine to work is to hit it three times on the side, or blowing it, it, or blowing it exactly. Yeah. So this kid has got that kind of talent. And I, I mean, I have to say this: you might recognize the last name Wyland. His dad was Scott Wyland from yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. So you know, on a personal note, one of my favorite singers of all time, like of all time, you know, that guy, no one, there's no one that holds a candle to Scott, in my opinion, in modern rock. He was up there with the greats in the last 30 years, hands down. Um, mm. So the fact that his kids making music is a cool thing too, but that's not something we, I, I really wanted to focus on in the chat because he is his own person, but you'll see, I mean, the guy, the guy has a really, had a really popular and famous dad so yeah there's struggles well, it's not it's not Go it's not like noah started a band called nepotism or anything like that he's just not trying to all. do his own thing yeah. but he was in a band before with you know with um with slash's son uh he was in a and also in that band was rob trujillo's son so oh that's fun the you know they got together they started something didn't work out noah's doing his own thing he's completely independent and i respect that and i love that about him but um I think people are going to dig this chat. So without any further ado, this is our guest this week on the Rockman Power Hour. Check it out. Noah Weiland. All right. Uh, really, really happy to have uh, on the Rockman Power Hour with us uh, a guy who I've just kind of gotten to know and uh, whose, whose energy I like and whose music I'm really digging, although he's really, really early in his career. I've got Noah Weiland uh, with us today. How are you, buddy? That's good. I'm good. I uh, just, I totally woke up yeah. and started popping pimples on my face. And right when I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to fucking do this right now. Wait, <laughs> I swear, 
swear. Of course you can swear. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it's all good. So now, I don't, that's why I kind of put the camera away because my face is all popped up. Well, yeah. I just got, I, I took a bath before doing this. So I, and it's summer here. So I walked out and I realized I look like fucking Dana White. Like I'm like red. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I look like that strip in the middle of the three flavor ice cream. You know, you've got the, you've got the chocolate, you've got the vanilla and I'm the strawberry. Right now. So I feel, <laughs> I, but unfortunately I don't, I'm at a point where I really don't care how I look anymore. You get to a certain age and you, it doesn't matter. That's what I- so tell me a bit about where you're at because you've, um, you've started making music. You, you had been, you kind of started making music a couple of years ago from what I know um, yeah. you were involved in a band that kind of went to the wayside um, and you decided to just spearhead your own thing. And that's what we've been chatting about before we got on here is that you've got, yeah. you're going after your own music thing. You're doing your own thing and you're trying to do it as indie as you can. I started making music in like 2019 actually, but like it was just rap music, like trap stuff. And it was more yep. fun. It wasn't anything like I was taking really like that serious slash your son. Yeah. I'm just going to say that he, we hadn't talked in a while and I don't, I don't want to talk like, I mean, I don't really mind, but I don't really, if you, if you have questions or whatever, I just don't want to talk too much in that realm, but yeah, like, but I mean, it's your past. Like you did, you, you started a band. You, I mean, like, look, everybody, you know, if anybody does, does know you, they know you started a band. You had, you know, you had other people's kids that were in that band with you. You had Slash's son, you had Rob, Rob Trio's son. Um, yeah. And, I, and, and that thing started. It, it sounded pretty cool but then there was there was a bit of a falling out with that yeah so like so i went and he was like wanted to make music with me except like i didn't even i just just making rap music for fun so you're are, are you a hip-hop you're because you, i'm a big hip-hop fan so yeah. i guess you're a hip-hop fan too i mostly listen to rap actually yeah right and, so is it weird for you when you you your love is hip-hop you want to probably do hip-hop but there's all these people there saying you should do rock is it a weird spot to be in I used to like get annoyed by that, but then I was like, all right, maybe I should try it. And then yeah. the first song I ever did that was like rock based or whatever was a song called that summer. And okay. some people still remember it. it was when I, and I went into the name Roman with like an exclamation point. Uh, I mostly just put it on SoundCloud and it got like some pretty good love on there. And uh, two of the other songs were featuring uh, slash kid and yeah, people liked it. The one with me, just a solo one, did the best. Uh, it was more of like, I put like, I was the first one too I ever made. It just came natural, really. Right. And, uh, and then me, him, one of his friends, and uh, Ty, who I'm still really good friends with. I don't know. They kind of like forced me into starting doing the band at first. Yeah. Because I, I never really thought in a million years I'd be in a band. Maybe when I was like a little kid and I listened to like, my like my dad and like Green Day and My Chemical Romance because I was like my top three is when I was like a little yeah but other than that I never really thought I'd be in a band and uh they were just like kind of just forced me into it and I was like all right whatever we'll do it it's just it'll just be my little side thing it'll probably like people will think it's cool or whatever and like maybe we'll get like 10,000 views who knows because like yeah. all of our combined it'll be you know what I mean it'll get attention from all of us and it just blew up Right. And I was, we were all shocked to spot. It was pretty crazy. And like, this is like, the funny thing is like, I remember reading comments, like people saying like, oh, these spoiled ass rich kids and this and that. And like, I mean, I can't really speak for them, but like me at the time, I literally just wanted to make music so bad. Mm -hmm. I had like 50 to a hundred dollars in my bank at the time. And around when that happened, and just moved out from like my high school hometown 
to LA because I like started becoming closer with that that group of people like that 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 band and yeah. like the people just moved out there with like 50 to 100 dollars with like a busted up uh Volvo station wagon from like 2001 with the check engine light on it and just slept on London's couch at yeah. the time I mean no not London's couch London's girlfriend's couch at the time and was there for months then was living in our studio for like two weeks and then I went to a sober living just because like I, I wasn't focused on getting a job I was just yeah. like I'm gonna do whatever I can to get music and wherever I have to live I really don't give a fuck sure Be- work eventually I think what ends up happening a lot of the time for for people uh, and I've spoken to a lot of people who's you know who by you know by association have famous parents have famous family members and right away people think oh it's a, like it's just you know the runway's clear for them they're just going to take off and it's actually the opposite yeah i know and, that, and that's what people don't realize is that the people that do have that are always under that they're always living in that shadow they always have to work that much harder and it always feels like they have to prove something extra so in a way it's kind of a superpower for a lot of people like that and probably for you because you, you i don't know about you but when i was making music I always worked best when I had a chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. When I had something to prove, or I was like, oh yeah, you're going to tell me I can't fucking do it? Well, I'll show you. And that exactly. to me was always my, that was always my, like my, my, my fire. And that's what I always think. If people can harness that, but still keep their head on the ground, you know, their feet on the ground, but still harness that and go like, oh yeah, let me show you. It's, it's kind of a nice place to be. But the thing is you have to ignore most of that stuff and just do it yeah. for you, you know? I mean, it, it is like, uh, I guess like, it pushes me, you know? And I think there's a lot of, at the base of it, I mean, maybe I'm an optimist, but I think at the base of it, a lot of it is love. You know, I think a lot of people um, who might've been, you know, a fan of your dad's wants to see you do well. You know, I think there are a lot of people that do want to see you succeed. So it's kind of just finding a way to use that to your advantage, but at the same time, ignoring it. And it's a tough spot to be in. I've seen a lot of people that are in that situation that it's, it's not the easiest thing, but I listen to your music. Um, and I'm someone who listens to stuff at face value. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care how it was created. At the end of the day, there has to be talent that's made. I mean, you know, no matter whether you were born, you know, rich or you were born poor, you have to have talent to be able to make the music. And that's what I think like I just saw a video of like this kid who's like Jay Z's his uncle, like he's yeah. related to Beyonce and like this like other R&B singer who I don't know how to pronounce her name that much, but she's kind of big. Someone, this kid that's like related to them, like dropped a rap song and everyone was just like, what the fuck is this? And like, and I'm not like, if you, I mean, I don't think you'd ever see this because it's right. like whole plane. But if he did, I'm saying, I'm not telling you it's not possible. I'm just saying just like, you can't like ride like your parents or someone who you're related to his coattail and expect to blow up. Oh no. You- don't put the work in, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think, I think if anything, anybody that's given an opportunity, doesn't matter where you come from, it, it, when you have the opportunity, it's what you do with it. Yeah. You know, so, um, but the, the two songs that I did hear, which are the ones that you're pushing now, I love, um, and I love the direction you're going in with that. Um, I love the fact that it's indie and I love the fact that you're, um, that you're trying to do this on your own. Now, what are the challenges with that? And what are the, um, what are the things that you like about that? First off, what are the challenges with doing stuff on your own like that? I mean, I guess it's just the biggest that frustrates me a lot is like realizing like, okay. Cause when I was in that band, uh, I mean, we were all, that whole band was completely done all by the four of us. And a lot of people thought like everyone was just putting money into it. And it's like, dude, I literally did almost everything for that band. Like the cover art ran the Instagram 
pretty much like a hundred percent uh wrote all the songs all, uh the music video on all black that was originally just my solo song and like it was from a youtube beat and we right. just like changed it up i just put a lot of work into something that i didn't even intend to like really care about at first and we were like popping off or whatever and now like I didn't make music for like really over a year, almost a year and a half until I finally started like putting out my own stuff under no Wyland, just because yeah. like, I don't want to like, I'm just gonna, you know what I mean? Before I like, I thought I was like kind of like ashamed and like didn't want people to know me as that, but like, I don't even make that kind of music the same as my dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I was just like, whatever, I'll just use my name, not be like ashamed of myself, but like now, coming from a place where like we had everyone after us in such a short period of time and like so much traction and like so much attention like people trying to sign us and, like we could have literally been like millionaires like that if we wanted at the time yeah and I felt like not I, and when I say they I don't mean Ty because Ty really just was not banned just to play bass like he yeah. he just was having fun and doing yeah. whatever so all the bullshit started coming along with it then he was like, oh, I'm out of here. And, uh, but once like, I'm trying to think of the way to put this, but like once uh, they kind of just threw that opportunity away, what is yeah. it? Play stupid games, win get stupid, stupid prizes. prizes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't get the view. No, I definitely don't get those views anymore, but like, I also feel like it's a fresh start. Sure. And, like, of course. You know I mean? Like I have a chance to like not be known just for that. And like, what happened in the past and like i could build like a whole new fan base from the ground up and so it does get frustrating because i'm like oh why is it not like why am i not getting like the views i used to get or like and like i have to read and like i do all the promoting everything myself so that's frustrating but what i do like is that like people respect the grind more i feel mm. like you know yep yep there's like what i'm trying to do because like i literally do everything on my own but also shout out to my friend uh, Sage Sunburst Films because he's done a good, like an amazing job with like everything. He has great ideas. He's helped me with all the videos that I've been involved with. And then his dad, uh, Chris Flores at the Rehab Studios, like he's the project that I'm about to be finished with. I actually was about to release it. Is today Thursday? It was actually supposed to come out today, but I wanted to add one more song. Okay. Yeah, he's done the whole production for that. He's helped me. They've helped me with everything. It's really just like myself and they're like my backup, my two backup people. But other than that, like, that's about it. Do you do you play any instruments? No, or I don't. Do you... I okay. make beats. That's how I started making music. So uh, you were doing beats. Yeah, like my ad, uh, rest in peace, uh, my friend uh, Jacob. He went by the name of uh, Hello Sketchy. He was like popping off and uh, unfortunately he passed away, but we were good friends since like second grade and he taught me how to make beats and got me into like actually like doing something to make music. And like, that's how I got, I mean, I, I sucked for a long time Yeah. and it's not something that I would do permanently or like for the rest of my life. But I mean, it's, I have little knowledge on it. And like, if there's ever anything about like, the production that I'm trying to do that I want to add like a little thing in there. Like I still can do that myself, you know? So when you collaborate for, for some of the songs, um, the newer stuff, um, I guess you have a musical collaborator, right? Like in terms of instrumentation and all that stuff, or is that? Oh, or, yeah. 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 That, would be, that would be my friend Sage's dad, Chris Flores. Okay. Uh, 
and he has a studio it's super dope the rehab studio and uh he's doing all the production mixing mastering uh it's called the last kiss before uh last kiss before detox yeah i saw the i saw you promoting that and i saw that yeah and uh i kind of had to take it down because the girl's face on there there was a little bit of issues with that okay <laughs> maybe she's watching this or not i'm not sure but it's the covers just changed a tiny bit okay so same thing but that's coming like probably in like very very soon like a week to two weeks so i guess what you're really into is coming up with melodies and lyrics right yeah and do you find because it's funny because you and i are, are very similar that way like i've been i've been making music for 30 years um mm -hmm. and i've been in a band for 30 years but I can't play anything. I don't know how to read music. I don't know how to write music. I don't know notes. I've just been the kind of guy that you give me something to sing over and I'll, I'll sing over it and I'll come up with lyrics. So it's, it's interesting to talk to somebody else who comes from music that, at that point. And I think it's almost better in a way because there's this innocence when you're listening to something where you will just go, I think this sounds good over that. And mm -hmm. someone will go, well, yeah, but you can't go from an A to a C. And like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I just, yeah. And so it's interesting to talk to someone else who writes that way, because I find that some of the best singers are, are the ones that have no experience with, with music in that way. They just know it from, from hearing it and for feel, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I started making rap music yeah. that was barely not even singing and my mom and sister would hear me in my bedroom doing it. And like, cause it was like the auto tune stuff and they'd like make fun of me and like, I'm going nowhere and like nothing's out. And then like, I didn't like, I'd always get fired from my jobs and shit like that. And they clowned me for it or whatever, especially my sister. And I was kind of annoying, but I mean, eventually I just gave it a shot, singing a shot. And I, I mean, I wasn't really a good singer at first, like when I first started getting into this stuff, but I always had really good melodies and I'd make yeah. songs like that, yeah. like I like really good songs, like catchy stuff like super, super quick. And yeah, I just, I feel like I just got better. And like now, like I'm finding, like I finally have like my own sound that I feel like is me, you know, like, and that I'm like proud of, but yeah, I don't know anything about music theory. I was in choir in my junior year, but I don't remember anything from choir. Right. Yeah. Like I really don't remember anything from that. And like, you could ask me questions about like, scales all that stuff i have no idea yeah it's same same and i mean at least you still have a chance to learn it it's a, i'm a lost cause tell me um when you you see the project you have that you're, you're you're getting close to releasing how many songs are there three songs three i feel like really good ones and so i'm just feet are hurting crisscross <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah three that i that are about like i like dedicated mostly to uh like this woman who like girl whatever you want to say like, that i really love she's like love my life and she's like stuck with me through everything i don't really have a lot of people in my life who like i feel like really stick with me through the shit i go through because i either don't understand they just feel like one day i'll do good and they kind of want to attach to me or i don't know what it is but like right. like everyone in my life is just for the most part fucked me over yeah like i mean I go through a lot of hard stuff with like family, but in the end, my mom's always there for me and like sit my sister too. We, we fight a lot, but it's not like the end of the world. But like, I've always, the only really friends I have is like Sage at this point and like a few, and like a few other people that I'll like 
ride for to the end you know what i mean because right. like i've gotten screwed over a bunch of times but it's about that going through addiction and like getting better yeah and just like a lot of hard shit i've had to go go through that like i feel like a lot of people don't know you yeah. know what i mean because like who my dad is they think oh he's just a i'm actually there was an article on uh I forget which website it was, but it was like top 10 rock star kids or whatever. And I didn't, I wasn't on the list. And I was like, thank God. Like <laughs> I didn't like from them to like put me on that list. Like, I mean, no offense. To, I'm not like saying anything bad about anyone on that list. But yeah. like, I definitely didn't have it as a rock star kid. You know what I mean? Maybe when I was in, like I'd go on the road, but I mean, my life's pretty normal and had it shitty and good moments. You know what I mean? Well, and, and the thing is like, take away whatever status you know your dad might have had you still lost your dad and that's sad for anybody do you know what i mean like that's sad for anybody but imagine someone has to do that and they're living under a microscope where everybody's watching yeah. so yeah. you know but what i think again going back to that superpower we were talking about in the chip on the shoulder you can take all that and you can fuel it into music into lyrics and you can get some really powerful stuff which mm -hmm. in a way helps everybody because you get it out you get to, you know, to get it off your chest. And let's face it, when, when music's heartfelt and the, you know, there's a real meaning in there, it, it makes for great stories. It makes for conviction. It makes for people to go, this is really honest and I want to latch onto it. So, you know, I, I've always thought that if you have some kind of trauma in your past, or if you dealt with anything like that, it's really, really good to be able to have an outlet, a creative outlet to put that into. Yeah. Like I want to like, I want my music to be relatable. You know what I mean? Obviously there's like fun songs. It's like the good times about drugs, and like the fun I had and stuff like that back then. But like, there's also a lot that's like talking about how horrible it is. You know what I mean? And like how much, like, I just want to be back with like the woman I love and like how much I just want to like try and have other people relate to like the pain side of it. And like, I mean, one day when I, when I can, and like, I have the money to and like get signed or whatever, like, and I'm like successful, like my main, like one of my, big goals in life is to make a, a treatment center like for musicians like other right. musicians like going through shit you know what i mean yeah and i feel like i could i could definitely do that you know what i mean because i mean why not i feel like i could do anything you know what i mean as long as yeah. i stay sober and i just want to be like relatable and i feel like people maybe right now since i haven't had that much music come out they don't see me as relatable for some yeah. reason or that's that so there's like a lot more of that that's going to come out on this project that's coming out and i think soon. yeah and i think it's important that people get a chance to get to know you and 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 you know you're you're still developing as an artist you're still trying to figure out where you're at and uh and it'll be fun to see where it goes man you know mm -hmm. um you know you you mentioned addiction and uh i'm someone who's you know who has experience with sobriety i've been sober for for, for a minute um mm -hmm. it's a tough road you know but but i think yeah. I think the thing that's always helped me is that, you know, the honesty and the support um, you you've mentioned a couple of times I've read uh, that you, you're, you're getting good support right now. Um, yeah. Is that a, is that, is that nice to have a kind of maybe a different set of friends that might be looking out for you or looking at you a different way than maybe just parasite? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the people I have in my life right now is uh, like at this point, exactly. Like I said, I'll ride them till, the end you know what i mean like yeah. i'll be there for them they'll always have my back and i trust that because i don't know like they've seen me at like the people in my life right now have seen me at my worst and they either never gave up on me 
and never tried to like bash me when I was down or if they did have to set a boundary and kind of go away for a little bit it's just because they they don't want to put up with my with the bs that I used to yeah be involved in and they also don't want to like I don't know you know what I mean people have to set boundaries like you can't they it's like two ways to go about it you can't like support an addict and like the the shit they're doing when it's like when they're like fucking off I'm glad that I have those people that are still still stick by my side and like you know what I mean like yeah it's important to find out who who really cares and and I found for me in recovery I found the people that really cared like I found the people that really that really were there for me for the right reasons and a lot of the friends that I used to hang with before I sobered up they're gone yeah and these and and at the time you know I mean, this is almost 30 years ago, but at the time, mm-hmm. these were friends that I had for five, six, seven years. Yeah. I was, I was like, you know, I was like, man, these are people who be in my life forever. I never spoke to them once I sobered up and it just changed. Yeah. And, but the friends that I've had in sobriety have been my lifelong friends for 29 years. So it's nice when you find people that actually care about you for you, you know? Yeah. Because I felt like I don't want to give these guys like too much thought, but like, when the band ended, I mean, yeah. Ty, I, like I mentioned before, and like I've mentioned, like in a lot of other stuff, like Ty had nothing to do with it. He was just there to play bass. Yeah. And once he got too out of control, he was like, all right, fuck this. And once he felt like he was kind of being used because like, you know, he, he's done like a lot of sick stuff. Yeah. Stage, and he's insanely talented. And once he felt like he was kind of just being used towards the end of it, and like, I mean, he dipped, but like the, the other two, like, I remember what was like the worst part about it was like, oh, he's going down this dark spiraling, like drug shit right now. We can't stand by it. We can't, we can't support this or whatever. We tried to get him into rehab before that all ended. I've, that was never brought up one time. Yeah. Like I was partying with them. You know what I mean? Those are like the people I partied with. Yeah. To keep it, keep things like respectful. Like, yeah. Like those are the people I was, I guess you could say wild and out with. I just felt like betrayed and disrespectful and like lied to and like, you know, it sucked, but, uh, but you can turn that page. No, it's all good, man. But you can turn that page and move forward, and that's what you're going to do, and that's what you're doing, you know. So, um, but it still is, you know, dealing with the wreckage of the past. That's part of our our, our part of part of the deal. (laughs) I guess exactly, and I guess I guess where I was going with that is that like the people in my life now would never do something like that. You know what I mean? Because like I've had, I've even besides them, I've had friends who are like, "All you do is bring me down. You're always so negative. You're always trying to like start problems." And I'm always here to help you, but like, I like those, I call like all my friends at least like once or a day or like once every other day. Yeah. And my old friends and like, they don't even answer the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where's like, and these are also people that I've tried to bring up with me and like give them opportunities and like, just do some slimy shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I get it. And I think out there i guess i think the best thing and what you seem to be doing is you just close that chapter you move forward um i love where you're going i love the direction and and i love the fact that i'm getting to talk to you early on because 
it'll be really fun to see where you go. Cause I think you're going to grow and I think you're going to do great. And, and kudos to you for not taking the easy way and, and doing it on your own and, and reaching out to people and setting stuff up out on your own, because a, it'll teach you the ropes and B um, if there's success with it, you'll be able to say, Hey, I put a lot of work into that and it'll be satisfying for you too. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I mean, I have like people that are like in the industry that are after me right now. It's like the only thing really that's like, holding me back from these opportunities they just want a little more sober time you know what i mean right. they just want and take take that's that time. that's like thing yeah. that's like that's that i'm lacking yeah. from like finding my life changing forever and all this crazy stuff and like i mean i don't know what they're offering and stuff like that like right i feel like i know my worth like i could bang out hits like in my opinion i think i feel like they're hits because i never really get hate on my music for the most part right and which is super cool. I know like it's in, it's impossible to never get hate. It, like when, no, but bigger. I mean, but if you know, if you're confident with your abilities, that's a great yeah. thing, you know, but I think, I think the most important thing is, is what you're doing right now. You're putting that time in and you're getting that sober time. And mm-hmm. we've been on here for 37 minutes, mm-hmm. 38 minutes, neither one of us have used. So that's a beautiful thing. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's just that it sometimes it's bringing it back to that simplest, simplest thing. Um, of, yeah. of being able to just, you know, one, one minute, one day, one second at a time. And before you know it, all this time gets under your belt. So, but mm-hmm. dude, I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. I know you got things going on. Um, and I, I'm stay in touch. I'm curious to see where this goes for you. And I'm really, really excited about the direction you're in. I love the two songs I heard and I can't wait for the rest of it to drop. And, and please, please keep making music, man. Cause you're good at it. I will. Thank you. That's, that's all. That's the only thing I feel like I am good at. So (laughs) being good at one thing is great. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I do is like music and sometimes box. That's about it. Two things I love. So I get you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So dude, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate this. Well, man, what an, what a nice guy. Yeah, to be young again. Sometimes yeah. I look at photos of myself back in the day and I'm just like, I haven't aged much until I look at a comparison and yeah. I go, good God, yeah. that was I, yummy back then. I know, I, the I, know. Happened? I know, I yeah. know, I know. It's crazy. And, uh, but yeah. you know, he's, he's got a lot going on. Um, I, I, uh, I want to encourage all of you to go check out his Instagram page. We're going to put a, a, a photo of a link to it. So you get to the right one. I, it's one Noah Wyland. Check it out. Um, Again, this is somebody that is uh, that is just starting out, but he's got great, great vocal sense. He's got great melodic sense, great timing, great delivery. And uh, and I love the fact when we were chatting, he said, you know, I started off making trap beats, like rap music. Like that's what he was into. And then <laughs> someone said, you should try to sing. And he never thought he could sing. He can sing. And um, and he's really early on. So I, I, you know, I don't even know how old he is really, but I think he's, I believe he's probably in his maybe late teens, early 20s. And, um, okay. just the talent is like right there out of the gate. So, um, really happy he was able to join us and, and we're going to stay in touch with Noah and see how he develops as an artist, because I think, um, I think it's going to be one of those interviews that in five years, people are going to go back and say, Noah Weiland, one of the first interviews he ever did. And you're going to see that we were right. Uh, dude, I've seen that happen so many times in person when you, when you're hosting amped on Shum. uh, I, the Franklin Electric came in yeah. and they did this performance. And if I'm not mistaken, I think a little birdie had mentioned to somebody else to listen in 
Yeah. And uh, they got a record deal because of that. And I remember seeing that performance and just seeing that raw, beautiful talent that reminiscent of Beach Boys, just magic where these people just coming into the studio. Here's four microphones. What, no, no real, I think maybe one amplifier and just like literally creating musical magic in front of me. And it's it, it's interesting to think sometimes you see a performance and you're like this this is one of those performances that's going to change the way their lives happen. And yeah. it so happened to be that it was one of those performances. And it's uh, it's not the first time that on amp that I've seen people come on, play either acoustic or with a tiny amp and just, uh, you know, the world changes. Well, I mean, listen, it's there's no doubt that any any opportunity that an artist gets, they should they should seize, and and you never know what's going to be the moment when you're in the right place at the right time. So, yeah, I mean that 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 kind of stuff. I remember when Franklin came in and and I made a call to my buddy Franz from from Indica, and they signed them, and and then you know they're they're doing great. So I it, it but you know it, it, I think the way the world works, you know, there's so many people that have a hard time getting a leg up in any kind of industry. If you can be there to help somebody, it's always a nice, it's a nice feeling being the person that's helping, but it's also nice when you're getting a little bit of help. It's like, wow, somebody believes in me. And, and sometimes it's just that little bit of gas that they need in the tank to keep going, you know? Um, Cause you never, mm. I mean, you know, if you've been a musician, you know how hard it is. It's, it's practically impossible to get anybody to listen. Um, and it's even oh, well, harder than what, especially, yeah. Oh man, when we were coming up, it was even easier, but now just to cut through all of that, you got to be constantly promoting, you got to be constantly out there. And what ends up happening is you spend more time on the other stuff and less time on the music. And sometimes you have somebody in the band that is a, the worst player, but the best PR brain. Yeah. And, uh, they just, they're, they're so good at just getting people to come. And then, you know, we all have our first managers or the friends mm -hmm. that are the managers, the ones who are willing to almost borderline embarrass themselves to make sure people would show up to the show. And then, uh, you know, you have the talent, the songwriter, the, you know, the people who really focus on the music. And that's the best thing about being in a team. And that's what I'm interested to see what happens with Noah in the future, because, you know, it's him, it's himself. Yeah. And he's out, he's out there. And it's, uh, I think it's up to us and all the viewers to, uh, you know, uh, show, show, him, show him a world where he's appreciated because he should be. 100%. Well, so uh, thanks again to uh, our guest, Noah Weiland. Make sure you uh, follow him on Instagram and uh, on all the socials. He's uh, a really, really entertaining kid, and we're, we're going to keep an eye on him because I think he's going to be doing great things. Uh, thanks to our title sponsor, of course, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. If you use our promo code ROCKMAN20 right down there, um, we will give you 20% uh, off your order. Well, we're not going to give it to you. Heartbeat is, but, you know. You say you watch the Rockman Power Hour. And listen, even if your aunt loves Heartbeat Hot Sauce and hates Ryan and I, give them the code anyways. They're going to save 20% off and everybody's happy. Ryan, you got to stop doing that. You're going to get an ulcer and I'm going to have to find someone else to push the buttons. Um, my, <laughs> thanks to my, thanks to You're Studio House Designs. You're pushing my buttons by telling me what to do, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Studio House Designs, thank you so much for keeping us looking fresh. I love doing this. Every week I feel like I'm a rapper. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm on that show, um, um, Pimp My Ride. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's like, boom. Um, so thanks to Studio House Designs. Thanks to uh, my co-host, Ryan Stick. Thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski. And thanks to all of you for being with us on this journey. We really appreciate you. Uh, link down, uh, click down below or do all that fun stuff that you kids do and subscribe. Hit the alert button um, and join us on the journey every week. We will be here every Monday for you as long as humanly possible until one of us dies. Um, and then at that point, we'll probably find a replacement and we'll just keep trudging on because we love doing it. So uh, thanks for being with us. That was that got really dark. <laughs> really. That's probably going to be me. Rockman can't be killed. <laughs> we'll see you That's next funny. week on the Rockman Power Hour. <laughs>